Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Duran Duran bringing us in. God bless Duran Duran. I think they've only made this show one time before. Maybe I'll hook them up with a little bit of a double shot this week. Nice sunny Sunday out there, even though it's pretty damn cold. Better than that gloomy day we had yesterday. But either way, I'm a pretty happy camper today because I do have off tomorrow. And I have Martin Luther King to thank for that. I walk around the corner, man woke up, hit me in my chest, right? I fall on the ground, right? And I look up at Dr. Martin Luther King, I say, Dr. King! He said, oops, I thought you were somebody else. Oh, man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Knocked the wind out of me. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yes, he did. Now, luckily, I just work at one of those companies. I never in my life have I worked at a company where he actually got off for Martin Luther King. But I do. And I get President's Day off. Who has President's Day off? And why is that even a holiday? What is president? Like, what do you, what's the gist? <laughs> you know, I don't understand. 
maybe this year I'll go down to that place in Virginia that'll spook the shit out of me with all those president's heads in the middle of some swamp. <laughs> oh, in fact, quick update on that. Because I started looking at it, I wanted to freak myself out again. Because when I was going back on the season two to find like best of material, I, I went back and I you know I heard that bit about the, the president's heads in Virginia. And I went, to, I looked, so I, again, I had to spook the shit out of myself. And I went and looked them up again. And it turns out, they're like decaying so they're even creepier i didn't know that like i didn't know statues did that to begin with but you know so i I looked at this one it was george washington man it freaked me the fuck out like he's got these black lines now going through his face oh dude it's crazy so google president's heads in virginia like i told you when i did that bit and you'd be like jesus christ but anyway before i get started today i gotta just tell you you guys you guys never cease to amaze me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I swear there are some there has to be at least 75 80 people who haven't identified themselves as a listener yet i don't i don't understand it you know like they won't even just message to say hi i don't i don't get it but and I, if you don't want to you don't have to i'm just saying it's better when i at least know who you guys are but either way okay last week there, it was an enigma because every now and again as you guys know this anchor platform that i upload this podcast on there's a glitch you know and it'll like cut some certain shit out this is the third time that this happened but it turned out no actually no i'm sorry it's the second time last week that was my fuck up with the with the song that you know the outro song that i normally play was like playing through one of the first bits that was on me you know i'm human i make fucking mistakes all right but the other two they were platform errors and i'm starting to think i'm like well you know i can't get too mad at them If you think about it, like five, six, seven years ago, you know, one of the biggest international events of the year, the Super Bowl, the fucking lights went out in the middle of the game. So I, 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 you know, all right, all right, I'm not that mad at you, Anchor. But it was funny because, like, I have, I kind of understand the pattern of listenership at this point. Like, I know how many plays I'm going to have typically on Sunday, then on Monday, then on Tuesday, like when each new episode comes out. So last week, it turned out, when I was telling that story about Doug, okay, the first, I think on Monday morning, so I published it on Sunday night, I woke up, okay, I think I had like 17 or 18 plays, okay, and then uh, on Tuesday, I wake up, and I got about, like, almost the same the same number, I, I had about, I don't know, 36, 37, right, and then on, like, Tuesday morning, my buddy Tony texts me and he goes, he's like, look, man, you're telling that story about Doug. And it, like, you know, you were telling the story and then you said, and one day, and then it just went into the commercial. I said, what the fuck? So I go back and I go to listen to it and I'm like, oh, it did. Holy fucking shit. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, <laughs> and and then, so here's the thing. It was in the morning. I'll get back to this in a second, but it was in the morning. So I'm like working. So I couldn't go in there and fix it. And that was driving me nuts. Like, when shit like that happens, it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. Because it's like, that means the people that are listening after that, you know, I'm going to keep getting messages, which Tuesday I did. I must have got, like, 20, and they were all text messages. Like, there weren't Facebook Messenger messages, you know. And there, there must have been, like, 20 of them that day. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, see, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that, like, 35 people have listened to this episode already and they all noticed the mistake. I mean, I'm sitting there talking about Doug, and he's he's leaving, 
you know, the house and he's going to pass by me. I'm like, so one day and it cuts, it goes into the commercial and not one of you guys fucking told me, don't I give you three different platforms to get a hold of me? You know, just tell me, yeah, yeah hey, you know, something's wrong. <laughs> it just cracked me up. So, so, that, so then the next 20 people actually did message me. So I, I ended up getting to, you know, go in and fix it. But man, come on, dude. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So what do I got for you guys today? See, I'm going to take the structure on this week's shit show. You know, I actually wasn't going to do this first, but, you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do this first, but now that I know that he's listening, let me just, let me just get into this first and and I'm going to rip my fact checker of a brother. And, and to be honest, I know he's listening out there and I'm just going to tell you straight from me to you here. Okay. Like you you had to know that I was going to talk about this when you did this last week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you did this to yourself, okay? I will go after anybody that I want to go after, and today you are on the docket. So, so <laughs> quick, quick sidebar. I've told you about him before, and I think one of the ones was in in season one about I've never in my life have I ever seen anybody that is so reliant on Google in my life. Like this guy will fact check everything that everybody says just to see if he can like prove them wrong. I don't know what it is about you, dude. Like, I'll give you an example. Let me just say. So let's just say that, like, he's at work, all right? And there was, like, a football game on the night before. Let's just say the Bills were playing the Bengals, okay? And he overhears, like, three guys at the water cooler talking about a game, right? Like, about the game last night. And let's just say that he didn't watch it, all right? And he overhears the conversation. And the guy's like, yeah, dude, the Bills came out so flat. They played like such shit in the first half. And you thought like, they just don't have the momentum. Like there's nothing they could do. And then did you see that play in the third quarter? You see that catch that Stefan Diggs made? Like like that, I think that was the play that turned the whole entire game around. Because not only was it a huge game, but it was an unbelievable throw and catch. And I think that just lit a spark under, you know. And he'll actually go and he will like Google this, the statistics of the game to find out exactly when that catch happened. And then it'll go like, oh, yeah, no, that, that that catch didn't happen in the fourth quarter because I was looking up, you know, Stefan Diggs catches throughout the game, and he only had one catch for twelve yards in the third quarter. Why do you got? Why do you got to fact check that? Like, it's everything that you do. If you guys remember this, okay, when I did talk about that, I remember it. It was Christmas. It was the last Christmas I had with my dad, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> and he, we were talking about the movie Waiting, and he was saying that Amy Adams was in the movie. If you remember the bit, this was like two years ago. And I'm like, dude, I've seen that movie a hundred times. Amy Adams doesn't even sniff the credits of that movie. And he's like, yes, she is. Yes, she is. I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> you know? So I figured I'd hit him with his own medicine. I Googled it. And I'm scrolling through the cast. And I'm like, see? No Amy Adams. And he comes back with like, are you sure? And he pulls out his phone and he Googles it. I'm like, oh, that's right. You got the, you have the up, the upgraded version of Google that, that, that tells you Amy Adams isn't waiting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. So if you remember me when I was telling you that same story, I remember one time I skipped school in like eighth grade. Okay. And I remember like the Sixers were on that night, but they weren't on until nine o'clock because they were in Utah. They were playing on mountain time. And somehow we got to talking about like that that era or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, I remember I skipped school that day. And I was like so excited for the Sixers to play. But I had to wait all the way till 9 o'clock. And I'm like, I remember Carl Malone had a big game against us. 
You know, now mind you, this was 30 years ago. Okay. He actually Googled it. And he was like, no, that, that game was uh, November 5th, 1992. And Carl and Malone only had 18 points. He didn't have a good game. I'm like, okay, something I didn't remember from when I was nine. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, right? So last Sunday, I'm like wrapping up the third. I was mastering the third segment of the. Actually, it was like the fifth. I think I did like five or six segments last week because it was like an hour and 15 minutes. So I'm like, I'm putting the finishing touches on it, right? Minding my own business. Out of nowhere, I get a text message out of left field, mind you. And it's my brother. And he's like, and he was talking about like, I guess, I don't know, he was watching a football game and it was like, I think it was the Eagles game actually. It was really cold or whatever. And he texts me out of nowhere and he's like, when you were a kid, didn't you go to like a Monday night game against Minnesota and like you, you took your shirt off and it was like, you know, really cold outside. And he goes, if so, you know, what was the, what was the temperature and how long did you last with your shirt off? And when I read the text, I was like, I was, I was taken aback for a second. I'm like, how does this pop into your head? Like, what are you thinking? (laughs) You know? So I'm like, no, it wasn't a Monday night game. It was a Sunday, and I, I think I, I, I wasn't going to take my shirt off for the whole game. It wasn't my intention. I just wanted to see how fucking cold it was, and I think I lasted about two minutes, and I put my, I put my shirt back on. And he comes back with, "What was the temperature?" I'm like, "Oh yeah," because I remember, <laughs> I remember John Belarus fucking telling me it was going to be 19 that day, 30 fucking years ago. Like, I have any idea what the goddamn temperature was, you know? And I, I just texted back to him. I'm like, I'm like, it, you know, real feel was probably about 15, 20 degrees, but I know you're Googling the game right now, so why are you even asking me? Because, like, when he started, like, probing with his questions, I'm like, no. I'm like, he's going to look the goddamn game up, right? So he comes back. Oh, it was December, December 14th of 1992, and, and the Eagles won 20-17, and Seth Joyner had a pick six, and Randall Cunningham threw three. <sighs> Why are we doing this right now? Like, why Why are you actually Googling a game from 30 years ago and fact-checking me from 30 years ago? Then he comes back, right? He comes back with game time temperature was 38 degrees. He actually looked up the temperature of a game from 30 years ago to fact-check me. Why did you do that? Why? I'm like, dude. All right, if you really want to like get into a finite fucking argument here, let me just let me just tell you. All right, first of all, it was in Veteran Stadium. All right, which we all know is no longer around. If anybody knows about Veteran Stadium, it was like a bowl. So if it, so, whether it was extreme hot or extreme cold, the field sat on a concrete slab because they played on astroturf back then. Right. So like, meaning if you went to a Phillies game in July. And, and the temperature was 90 degrees, in Veterans Stadium, it felt like 105. And the same exact thing for, like, you know, when you, when you went to an Eagles game and it was cold, you know, if it's 30 degrees the real with the wind and all the bullshit, it real feels like 15. You know, you're sitting there, oh, real, real game time was 38 degrees. Okay, thanks, Hurricane Schwartz. You know, <laughs> I just didn't understand why he, why he does that. It, and it's just something that he does, man. You know, you'll sit there and be like, yeah, I think it was like, you know, it was a little warm yesterday, wasn't it? It had to, it had to hit 60. The whole Google it, right? Like, no, no, it was 56. <laughs> okay, dude. All right, thanks. You know? But anyway, this this is actually what I was going to open with, but 
<laughs> I just had my brother on the top of my head. And like I said, dude, you had that one coming to you. All right, that one's on you. As you know, nobody is safe <laughs> from being part of material here on the C-Rod podcast. So this is what I was going to open with. So I was at, this was early in the week, and I was at the uh, the King of Prussia. Hell yes. Right. Oh, by the way, quick sidebar. I got a, I got a message the other week. They're like, dude, what do you go to the state store every fucking day? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just my weekly trip. You know, it's my weekly trip to the state store, but something always fucking happens in there, you know? But anyway. So I'm, I'm going to the King of Prussia one. Now, I'm driving down the aisle. All right, this is what I don't understand about people. Like, when, I go, when I'm going into, like, a parking lot, okay, I'm not that guy that, like, I'll, I'll be hell-bent on finding the absolute closest spot to the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got legs. I, I can use them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to, you know, like, sit there and drive through every single aisle and, like, and have all oh, that. Well, that, that spot's one spot closer than the other spot that was in the other aisle. You know, I don't, I don't do that, you know? It's like, well, I'll find the one that's, like, convenient for me. Like, if I, I have the right angle and, you know, I don't have to make a big, like, crazy angle turn. Like, I'll find the one that's most comfortable, even though it might be a few more spots away. I don't really give a shit. In fact, when I go to the supermarket, I always get the spot closest to the cart return. See? Because, really, what's the what's the benefit of having a spot that's, like, so close to the front door when you got to go and walk the cart all the way back to the goddamn cart return? You know, for the people who actually do it. Right? So anyway, I'm driving down the aisle where it's like, you know, it's right in front of the stores. Like there's a, I think it was a, what's it called? What's that one supermall called? Aldi? I think it's an Aldi. It's one of those like off brand stores. Right. And then next to that is like a premium state store. Okay. Now I'm driving down the aisle with the stores to the left of me and the parking lot to the right of me. Okay. And I happen to see at like where I'm at, like the second row from the state store okay there was a the first spot was open and it was one of those ones where i just had to turn the wheel a quarter turn and then right back and i'm boom i'm right now i'm like all right i'll slide right in here right now no sooner did i did i even saw the spot okay i see there's there's somebody behind me and they made a right like you know to the to the aisle of parking spots that were right there and she parked in the second spot all right, but there was a there was like a car between me and her. So I'm sitting there right now. If you can picture this, to the right of me, there like there's a car and then her on the other side of that car. And her vantage point was she was like caddy corner to her caddy corner to her left in front of her was the spot that I was going to take. And I guess when she pulled into that spot, she noticed that the closer one was fucking open. Like it's what's it eight steps of a difference, you know? And I guess she didn't see me because. You know, why would anybody pay to pay attention to anything else but what they need to do? Right? She goes, Oh, I hear a new parking bucket. I just want a lot closer. Let me go and put this in. Right? And then she goes to like slide into the parking spot right as I almost T boned her because I was making the right to get in there to get the, you know, to get the spot. But no. And, and you had to know. Like, you, see, this is why like people don't think ahead. You know, she saw a parking spot and she saw the one that I didn't, you know, she, I saw the one that she didn't see. And she had to think like, oh, there was a guy in front of me. You know, why would you think of that? You know, but the thing was, I couldn't even give her my two cents because I had to go and like back out and go all the way around the freaking parking lot and regroup and find another parking spot in a completely different section of the parking lot. Cause I wanted to give her a fucking piece of my mind. <sighs> anyway, so I go in, 
right? And I'm, you know, I know exactly what I need. I know exactly what I need when I go into a state store. Do you ever see these people in the state store with the shopping cart? What's with the shopping cart? Like, what do you own a fucking nightclub? These people are getting, you know, fifteen bottles of wine and 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 Tito's and and all kinds of different shit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what you you ran out of all that different liquor the same goddamn time? You know. So anyway, I get in there and there's a, there's a pretty sizable line, and I notice that there's this Karen walking around, and she's got the cart. But for some reason, it was like she was like Norm from Cheers. Like every employee knew who the fuck she was for some somehow. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. You know? And she looked like this. What's the adjective that I can that I can describe like how she looked? She looked for lack of a better word, she looked tired. <laughs> but you ever see these people who like walk around in public and they and like every they have like 92 different layers of clothing on but they're all baggy like what like what's with the people who wear a blanket you ever see these people you know they walk around with like a blanket draped over them like like one of those, it's like what the fuck that that was her all right and she's walking around so basically all these like she's putting these employees to work she's like oh yeah go with eric go in the back and get me uh, that chardonnay that i like you know the one yeah go get that and then i want you to go what the fuck when do you get your own personal shopper at the state store now she, she got that whole fucking thing right so now I'm like she and she was making a scene like I said this is a pretty the, the premium state stores are pretty big she's kind of making a scene like directing traffic and getting all these people to do all this fucking shit and here's the thing about you know whenever somebody has a cart at the state store and you're in line you can just turn around to the rest of the line and just see that they're all they're all deflated because a the ring up process is is horrible at a state store if I, I stated on this show a million times and you know, like when they're when they're bagging it up, it's like, oh, let's get a box. I can get a box. Hey, Timmy, go in the back and get the two boxes so we can get the right. And you got to go in there, and then you know they bag it up and box it up and do that shit. It's like, what the fuck, right? So, this particular state store has this ability, this uncanny ability to like make entire aisles out of cardboard. You know, they're like it's like cardboard display case after cardboard display case, and then they'll have like a random cube of like you know seltzers stacked the fuck up. They make like this whole entire inconvenient aisle right before you go to get in line. Now I go to grab my shit, right? And it's the way that that's set up. For that reason, I actually have to walk away from the register and go around that way, like to get into the line. Now when I walk around that aisle. As soon as I like pop into the line, I'm coming out like I'm coming from a spot in the aisle that she couldn't see me. She's coming down the aisle with her cart and she's ready to get in line. And I was a good 10 feet in front of her. But I guess she thought like, you know, like oh, she was on her way and there was nobody in, in between her. So she should have the next spot in line. But here I come from the other aisle and I just happened to be in front of her. And that like ruined her whole fucking day, you know. You know, so I saw her coming with the cart. I kind of just paused there for a second. Like and I looked at her. And she gave me the fucking Karen smile. You ever see the Karen smile? Where it's like, it's it's the fakest, like, it's almost like they're, like, they smile when they're pissed off. And then they give you, like, that cunty Karen fucking fake smile. She gave me that, and she gave me the, oh, oh, go ahead. Why did you do that, Karen? I'm like, you fucking cunt rag. You know, first of all, I was here first. Second of all, you have a goddamn 
cart full of shit that you're going to go stock up, you know, a casino with, and I got to handle a scotch. And you're like, you, you think that I was going to sit there and wait behind you because you're more important than everybody else? Go fuck your mother. Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> with that shit, okay? Now, here's where it gets good. Because I, I got rung up, and she was behind me. Now, again, I know. It's like, oh, Tammy, go get a box, and go do this, and go do that. So it was going to take her another 15 minutes to get rung out. But I had to, I just had to see, you know, if I can put the dots together here. Right? So I sat in my car, and I just fucking waited. All right? Here comes Karen with the goddamn, with the boxes. Right? And she walked up, and she was the one who took my fucking parking spot. I knew it. I knew it. I just had to. I just had to. It makes me feel better inside when I get that kind of closure. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, what the fuck? Oh god. You know. Now I will say this though. Like I said, I I have yet. Well, except for the one time on the pilot episode, I have not really in, encountered one of those crazy Karens. The ones that'll like you know lay down in front of your car. You know, like and like I'll run me over because the cops are coming. And I've never seen one of that in, in real life. But I've I've dealt with some some mild Karens and you know of course I tell you about it every single time but this one was like particularly like she fucked up twice you know so she can go fuck herself up against a break here guys as always and that's fucked up man again something that happened this week wait wait till you fucking hear this because again it's going to be one of those things there's these are things that I've been saying on this show for I don't know how long that end up coming true course we got to get off my lawn segment and everything else that i got on my long bullet list here so make sure you keep it locked right here on the c rod podcast stay right there hey guys christian here and i'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one all right i'm gonna ask you three questions one do you love craft beer two do you love great barbecue and three do you love live music then man do i have the spot for you crooked eye brewery right in the heart of hatboro run by my friend matt's family the mulherons they're a great family okay and you guys know i'm an ipa guy i love craft beer and when i tell you their flagship ipa the crooked eye ipa is delicious i mean it and they have all kinds of other beers too blondales hazy ales, session ipas stouts Porters, all that stuff. They got it, and they brew it right in-house, and it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band, and then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery, and I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things, and I'm telling you right now, People always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my sense.
All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Figured I'd give Duran Duran their double shot this week. Because I think I only played them one time in an intro. It was probably about 40 episodes ago. But before I get started, you know, I'm watching playoff football in the background right now, right? You know, and you guys know how I feel already about bad marketing from, like, big dollar companies. You know, I, I actually did a segment on the best of, you know, regarding, like, I think it was, like, three bad commercials. I'm like, how could you even let that air, you know? I got to tell you, like, and when you watch sports or if you watch, you know, I don't know, you know, certain channels or, you know, like, if you watch baseball, basketball, football, or, like, a certain channel, like, that's where, you know, they buy the advertising time. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who know the demographic of people who watch football, so they want to get in front of those eyeballs. I, I get that. But the problem is, is if, you you know, when you watch three football games on Sunday, that's pretty much like, like 10, 11 hours of time, which means that in that 11 hours of time, you're going to see a commercial like 15 times, you know, like that's how much time that they buy because they buy time in each game, you know, my thing is, if you are going to make a commercial that you know that people are going to see 15 times in a given day, you would think You'd be like, listen, guys, we got to come up with like something funny, like we, or or something that's witty or something that's you know entertaining. We can't come up with something that's annoying because you know then they're just going to be annoyed 15 times a day, and then as they go out th- throughout the season, they're going to see the goddamn commercial 15 times a week, like in the same day. So they're going to like you know because me, I'm the kind of guy I told you this before, you know, like if I'll I'll be so petty that if I'm about to watch like a YouTube video or if I'm watching like a, a video online and you cut into it with your bullshit advertising, I will not use you. I will use your competitor. <laughs> and not that I get... So anyway, who am I talking about? Burger King. If I was the CEO of Burger King and I am sitting home watching football and this new campaign that they're running comes on the TV... I am. I won't even wait until Monday morning. I will call my director of marketing at home and fire him. Like, yeah! like you are fired. <laughs> because how did you let that get on on TV? Like how did you let that get on TV? For so many reasons. It's not only the jingle is is just completely poorly written. It's almost like the guy was taking a shit and wrote it on a napkin, and then brought it in. Here, here, here's the jingle. You know. I'll play one or two of them for you. And I know, I know you already know, but just just so we can like put this under a microscope and go, how in the fuck did they come up with this and actually let it happen? All right, here's one. Whopper, 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 junior, double, triple, whopper, flame grill taste with perfect toppers. I rule this day. You know, like why do you got to say the word forty-two times in a row? And not only that, okay, like like I said, it's not it's not just the jingle, okay? It's the way that like I thought that if you, if you're gonna do a jingle, like you should have some sort of like vocal experience, no? Like this guy's just talking in key. That's that's basically what he's doing. He's talking in key, and it and he's he doesn't have a good voice. It's like it's like when they were auditioning people to do the voiceover for this, that they go like, that's the guy. Like that is the guy. We got to get him. Again, they're a billion-dollar company, and this is this is this is what you landed on. You landed on this. 
I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, because like there's like like right now, as as I am sitting here, I am watching a Papa John's commercial that's actually fucking funny. It's 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 Shaq, and like you know, Shaq owns you know you know uh, I don't know if he owns all of Papa John's, but he, he's a part owner of Papa John's. And it's basically a family of shacks. Like they got, it's almost like the Nutty Professor, where like Eddie Murphy's dressed like the whole family. Like it's just Shaq, and it's funny because Shaq is funny. That is good marketing, you know. Meanwhile, Billion Dollar Burger King comes up with chicken, 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 chicken. chicken. Like what the fuck? <sighs> it's just me. I actually do have some more on their biggest competitor in McDonald's in the Get Off My Lawn segment. This is going to blow your mind. You know, not not that I really, I don't even go to those types of places anymore. Like, I mean, like I said, if you're doing it like for lunch or everybody's going and you got to go, I got to go. But like, I was never a Burger King guy. Like, I just think that like they're it, everything that they do, really. I mean, ugh, their food's not good. I, I honestly, you go McDonald's or Burger King, I'm going McDonald's all day, all fucking day. And, you know, and I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I, I remember one time this was very early on in the show. You know, where there's like a, you know, you'll have like a, a 300 pound person being like, no, I don't think, like, if we're going to McDonald's for lunch. What do you want? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I won't, I won't put that in my body. <laughs> oh, you'll just put every other fucking thing on the planet in your body. That's <laughs> just not McDonald's. Jesus Christ. You're, you're trying to maintain your figure. But yeah, I got more on, on McDonald's later in the get off my lawn segment. But I wanted to tell you guys this one story because the last two weeks, <laughs> I had two different things where I'm basically saying, like, stick to your story. Like, if you're going to have a lie, like, if you're going to commit to it, commit to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I guess around, I don't know, I want to say it was like 2013 or 2014, somewhere around there. I was driving a tanker truck, and I had this guy outside of Chicago, and he was like the product manager for, like, what what I did. You know, the vac truck. And he and I hit it off right away because we had a lot of similar interests. Like he, he used to be in a band, you know, I used to be in a band. He actually, um, builds custom guitars and they're like fucking, I mean, he's built them for some pretty like famous people, you know, like you can't get a guitar like under three grand for that guy. Cause they're good. And, 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 you know, he just liked a lot. Of, we all liked a lot of the same things and we just got along right away. So anyway, the first time he came out to ride with me, <laughs> It was basically like him, you know, he would, like, the reason why people would ride around with you is just to see, like, you know, like, you would basically go out and sell. Like, that was the whole thing. Go out and sell. Like, you got to do your job, you know, go to a job site, but in between, like, stop off at places and try to sell your service, you know what I'm saying? But he already knew that I knew what I was doing. You know, it wasn't like he had to come and and, and show me how to sell something, you know, because I did pretty well. And so he was like, you know, like we would just ride around and talk, you know, like, like we would, we'd make sales calls and shit like that. But the majority of the day we were just bullshitting, you know, and he's sitting there talking, we're, you know, we're talking all, about all kinds of things. And then somehow, you know, Philly came up, you know, cause he's originally from Pittsburgh and he actually moved to LA to try to like, he was one of those guys like, I'm going to go to LA and make it big, man, <laughs> which I think everybody was doing in the eighties anyway. But anyway, so he, he had never been to Philly. So we're, we're talking about, you know, all things Philly. And then Rocky came up. Now, Rocky is probably one of my favorite franchises in, in cinema history. I, I can I can say with confidence, I've probably seen everyone in the franchise at least, at least 200 times. 
And I'm like that with a lot of movies because when I used to like pay for premium cable, which who does that anymore? You know, I, I would have all the premium channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, all of it. And so like you're sitting there like going through the TV and you're like, oh, Rocky's on. You know, let me put that on. You know, it, it's like how many times has that happened in my life? But anyway, we're sitting there talking. <laughs> we're talking about Rocky, right? And he, and he goes, oh, he's like, what's your favorite one? And I was like, one. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's a no brainer. I can, I'll, I'll say that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like one was by far the best movie in the franchise, right? He's like, no, no, it's not. He's like, three. I went, three. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Rocky 3. You're going to tell me Rocky 3 was the best one in the franchise. Now, listen, listen, okay? Even the bad Rockies are good Rockies to me. Like, Rocky 5 should have never been made, you know? But to me, I could still watch it 100 times. It's just it's just Rocky, you know? But Rocky... <laughs> Rocky 3. I mean, I get I get the story, okay? I get the story. I, I understand it, okay? But, like, Rocky 1... Here's the, here's the beauty of Rocky 1. Yeah. Is it an underdog story and it tells you like anybody could do anything, much like a Forrest Gump? Yes, I get it. You can do anything you want. Right. Great. But the thing that made Rocky one so good was the fact that he lost at the end. Like that is that is what makes the entire franchise. You know, because you're watching that movie, anybody who watched Rocky One for the first time, all right. They're they're thinking they're seeing a training montage and he's just like a crumb bum from Philly and he's you know he's he's slow and he's this and he's that and he's not athletic and Apollo Creed's like you know the you know the Muhammad Ali you know of the era like he's the greatest champion to ever fucking live and as you're watching the movie you're like well there's no question that Rocky's gonna knock this guy out like it's just gonna it's just gonna happen you know and then he loses like that's the that's the beauty that's why that movie won an Oscar that's a, I believe that that movie won an Oscar for that reason. <laughs> But I get, I like, I understand why he like why why the guy loves Rocky Three because it was like so glamorized because it was like, you know, first you got him like it's basically the story is is that he defended his title ten times and now he's not hungry anymore, you know, and he's just fighting like crumb bums just so he can defend his title and he gets more into the the glitz and the glamour and the money and all that kind of stuff and and you know enter Clubber Lang, aka Mr T. You're as disgraced in this sport. Shut up, old man. You that tough little I had to come from. Bad boy, your family doing real nice, ain't it? You call yourself a fighter? Prove it now. Give me that same chance. Right. And then, you know, like like he's not hungry anymore, and, and Mr. T beats the shit out of him, and then he needs Apollo to come back and be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to train you and get that eye of the tiger back because you, you don't have. <clears throat> but the thing, like, here's another thing that cracks me up. I, I, I'm going down a rocky rabbit hole that I didn't even plan on doing because that's this is not the story but i'm just letting you know so let's see if i got this straight does so money does money make you smarter or does money make you more sophisticated because i don't know i don't know about you but when i watched rocky 2 and he was in a commercial <laughs> all right the director ended up kicking him off screen or off state or off set or whatever the fuck it was because he couldn't read feast after shave take one action go now Action! In the morning, I splash it on, and it makes me smeal mainly. Smeal mainly? Uh, cut! That smell manly? Can you read that, right? Just read it off the dummy cards. Dummy cards? Please, go on! Wait a minute. I'd like to explain something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain, but I ain't punchy, you know? It's just the way I talk here. Right? And... <laughs> 
go go YouTube the opening credits of Rocky Three and tell me what you see. You know, you see him in cars and and suits and and like you know he's he's he, all of a sudden he's you know Mr. Sophistication. He's in a he's in an American Express commercial. He's in a Gatorade commercial. He's in a commercial with Kermit the fucking Frog. I thought he couldn't read last week. Like what's what's going on with that? <laughs> I always found that to be fucking funny. So anyway. It was like, I think it was Friday, and he was going to go catch his flight home that day. I'm like, look, man. I'm like, let's just go fuck around today. <laughs> this is like a week after I meet my product. Let's go fuck around. You know? And he's like, well, what do you have in mind? I'm like, well, you've never been to Philly, so why don't I, you know, you want to go do like a Rocky tour? You know, I could take you to all the places, you know, just so you can see them, even though, even though all the interior shots were filmed in California. You know, for those of you who don't know, Mixed Jim was like the inside of Mixed Jim. That was in California. That wasn't in Philly. The actually the only the only place that was that the interior was actually in Philly was the pet shop, which is no longer there anymore. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, let's fucking go. You know. Now the only problem with that was is we're driving a fucking tanker truck through Kensington. You know, <laughs> like the, it, it's just congested and narrow. Like it wasn't easy to get around. Especially when we got to these stops, like you know, have you ever gone down like Allegheny Avenue and tried to park with with, with a Honda, let alone a, a sixty thousand pound tanker truck? It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, very. I guess I didn't think that one through, but there really wasn't a whole a whole lot I could do, you know. So I took them to like I showed them mixed gym, you know, it's uh, front and Westmoreland. I want to say I could be wrong on that one, but either way, I showed them that I showed them where the pet shop used to be, you know, and mixed gym's like a Dollar Tree now. You know, and then I took him. I took I took him downtown to the Rocky statue, you know, and all that shit. But then I'm like, all right. So last stop, I'll we'll go to his. We'll go to Rocky's like his apartment, you know, which is not a good idea for <laughs> because the guy that lives there now is a is he is a hawk. Like he is always looking for people that like want to come up and take a picture in front of Rocky's old apartment. You know, which that interior shot was also shot in California, but. So I'm like, look, man, I'm like, this is not a place that you want to be like, you, you don't want to look like you're a tourist in front of this place. Cause this guy's going to come out and get in your face. Like it's a known thing, you know? So I'm like, we have to come up with a Like, you know, we got to come up with a reason why we should be there. You know, <laughs> like I said, you, if you're going to commit to something, commit to it. Like I was saying before, like, you know, like stay, like stay with the lie. Don't, don't ever go outside of the lie. Cause you're going to, you're going to out yourself. You know, so we had the luxury. Now I do know that just from when he when when Adrian bought, uh, gave him Butkus, and she was waiting on the front step for him. If you notice in that scene in the street, now that street you can barely even fit one car down. You know, so I wasn't taking that truck down that street. That just wasn't happening. Okay, but I do know that in that street, right in front of Rocky's place, there's a manhole cover. All right, now. That was what we did. It, you know, like when you went to go clean out or pump out like an oil water separator, you had to take the manhole cover off, and then there's this huge tank. Typically, they're like 500 gallons, you know, of like oily water and sludge and all that kind of shit. That was what we did. So I'm like, we got uniforms on. I'm like, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Don't take any pictures. Unfortunately, you can't take any pictures. But if you want to see it and stand in front of it, here's what we're going to do. So so I grabbed the crowbar. We went <laughs> and we walked around the block. And we get to, and we like we walked up to his place, you know. And I'm like, try not to look directly at it for too long. Just glance over and just take a look at it and all that shit, you know. 
So I I go I I go and take the manhole cover off with the crowbar. <laughs> I pop it the fuck off, and the guy came right out. He's like, "What what, what the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I doing? Doing my fucking job." Yeah, and I bought my testing kit and the whole nine yards because you used to have to like measure to see if what you were pumping was hazardous or not. And I was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm doing my job." You know, I'm like, I'm I'm testing this right now because we were we were told that there's a gas leak in this line, and I got to make sure we get it clear, which was obviously completely not true. <laughs> and the guys and the guys just like, "Whatever, man, it's whatever." So I'm tired of these fucking people in front of this place, and he goes and shuts the door. <laughs> but he got to see the he got to see Rocky's apartment. You know, stick with the lie, man. Commit to the story and and commit to your role. And that was that was what the role was. <laughs> now this next thing that I'm about to tell you, I can't. I, I actually can't believe that I'm about to tell you guys this. Like I said, I, there's there's nothing about myself that I that I hide on this show. Like you you're getting 100 percent me. So I'll tell you this story. <laughs> Oh God! Now I don't know if this was a thing like just in Philly or not, or I don't even know if this was a thing just in the in in the late '80s because I really don't see people doing it anymore. And I think it was it, it could have been inspired inspired by, you know, like Revenge of the Nerds, you know, and it, it's mooning people. Like we, there was there was like a two week period in my life when I was like ten years old that me and my friends like once we learned how, like that mooning was a thing, we we started mooning everybody. It it didn't fucking matter. We would we would stand. You know, we would stand on like a street corner as cars are going by and just moon them as they're going by. We would, it didn't matter who, we would, we would moon a, a you know, a fucking priest. Well, actually, no, that's, that's a terrible idea. No, <laughs> no don't, do not moon a priest. It's not going to end well. It'll just end in tears for you. It's not a sin. It's not a sin. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so no, no priest. But what I'm trying to say is we would moon, like, authority figures and shit. We didn't, we didn't fucking care, you know? So, one day, I'm walking down the stairs, and I see my sister sitting on, on the couch, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is a prime opportunity, you know? <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. But anyway, so she, she was like, I don't know, she was either drawing or, like, coloring on something, you know, like, sitting on the couch. And she had one of those, like... Not Crayola crayons, but do you remember Crayola markers? They were like water-based markers. Like they had the fat ones and they had like the skinny ones. Well, she had like a skinny one in her hand and she's, you know, she's, she's coloring or drawing something. I'm coming down the stairs. Now, I, I I didn't, you know, she saw me coming down the stairs. So it wasn't like I was just going to walk over. and it was, it was one of those things where I was going to have to, you know, do it while I was acting like I was doing something else. So I'm coming out of the kitchen, right? And I go to like walk over to like the the couch that was sitting next to her, like I was just going to sit down and watch TV. And I just turned around, I turned around real quick and just fucking pulled my pants down and just fucking mooned her, right? <laughs> now, I, I got to give her credit for her reaction time on this because it was flawless. Okay, it was like a ninja. She proceeded to jam the marker up my asshole. <laughs> in a stabbing motion moon river thank you doc you ever serve time and when i tell you like as soon as now listen this was it it wasn't just like the tip either like like if you were using those markers back in the day you would put the cap on the back of the thing you know so you wouldn't lose the cap like the cap would just had it i guess it was designed to do that and she went all the way up to the cap like <laughs> what the? And I jumped. I must have hit the fucking ceiling fan as high as high as I as, as high as I jumped. But that wasn't even the thing. 
it, it was it was more what I saw when it actually happened. Like it, I saw Jesus <laughs> when that when that fucking thing went in there because I, like no seriously, like I saw stars. Like it was I, you know. N- <laughs> listen to me when i'm talking to you okay if there's people out there like if you male or female all right if if stuffing things up your ass is a thing god bless you knock yourself out but in my opinion it's exit only because that fucking thing hurt so goddamn bad and it was a skinny one it wasn't even like the fat one <laughs> i thought it was fucking bleeding the whole night i was traumatized by that event and I think I still am to this day. Maybe that's why I'm, you know, that's it's, it's a part of why I don't get down with alphabet soup. I don't know you people putting things in your ass. What the hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> but it is time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off, get off my lawn. Now, when I was talking about that. Burger King monstrosity. I was saying it's going to be about McDonald's. And, you know, let me just open this by saying that we, technology was a good thing when, you know, when it first got started. You know, like when the internet came out, you know, you found out like how useful it really could be and cell phones and how useful they really could be. And then, of course, you know, like there's that sweet spot right after where we start to really like get good at it and learn what to do with it. And then, as humans, we ruin the whole fucking thing. Okay, it's it's just like it's a known thing. Okay, now, you know, I've said this before. You know, Elon Musk is a he was he was an American hero until until he bought Twitter and started installing free speech. You know, actually, no, it didn't even happen then. But before the midterm elections, well, he did own Twitter then. But before the midterm elections, he said he's coming out and he's not he's not going to vote Democrat anymore. And then all of a sudden, everybody hates Elon Musk. Isn't that, isn't that just weird? Anyway, you know, at one time, though, before when he voted Democrat, they looked at him as a hero. So now he was in an interview, and he said, they, they asked him, they're like, what do you think the biggest threat to our, our population is, you know, at this time? And he didn't even hesitate, and he said, AI. Like, there's no question about it. It is, it is a real threat because... You know, the algorithms in, in those types of things are so advanced that they can actually almost, like, like AI can can end up, he said. And, and, like, before 2030, he was saying, like, around 2030, if it keeps going at this pace, then, you know, AI and all the things that are associated with it will become more sophisticated than humans. And that's that's a problem. Okay, so I was reading an article the other day. And it was about McDonald's, and they want and they want to do this by 2032, like 2032, not 2032. <laughs> but they're then they're trying to run a pilot right now. I forget where where exactly it is, but they want the McDonald's experience. They want you to walk in there, and you will not see a human working there. So the way they want to do it is they want to make it so you walk in and you pretty much put like your your order in through a screen like you would at Wawa, right? And then, you know, like robots pretty much make and deliver your food to you. And that's just like, phew. again, you know, let give humans time with technology and we will fuck everything up. Like they're just taking away. Like first it was, you know, first it was smartphones 
you know, and you know, the internet and things like that, that, that pretty much made us antisocial, you know, because it's funny if you think about technology, like go back 25 years, which is not a long time. Okay. And 25 years ago, I would say probably 10% of the population had fuck a smartphone, had a cell phone. 10%, I would say. I didn't get my first one to like, I think 2099 or 2000. I remember I had one of those old, like 80s, you know, like Christian Bale ones that's like the size of a suitcase, but like somebody gave it to me. Like I never got it hooked up or used it. God, can you imagine what like cell phone plans cost back then? God, it's probably a thousand dollars a month. But what I'm trying to say is like, imagine what it's going to be like in 30 years. If 25 years ago, nobody really had cell phones. And now look what we have 25 years later. What's going to happen 25 years down the line? And it's just going to be, you know, like we'll fuck up technology so bad at that point that the world won't even be livable. But I think it's a bad idea. I think, and and again, I I think it's done out of greed. You know, oh, well, McDonald's nationwide doesn't have to pay employees anymore. You know, but like we can't head in that direction. We just cannot head in that direction where it's like, I, I understand, like, you know, you want everything to be like the Jetsons, but there's some things that are good for you and some things that aren't and some things you should just leave the fuck alone. All right, it's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That's fucked up. This is another, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Okay, how long have I been saying that Joe Biden is crooked, Joe Biden is a criminal, and everything that the media and the left accuse Donald Trump of being, Joe Biden is actually guilty of. And, and, And for the people who don't want to do a deep dive about corruption and things like that all you got to do is turn on cnn turn on msnbc you know turn on any of those mainstream media channels and whoever they're bashing and whatever they're accusing them of that's what they're guilty of that is that's their shtick that's their thing all right but now you now listen we've seen so many things come out nothing happens you know and that's why i believe again and let me go on the record by saying i'm neither a democrat or a republican you know, I'm, you know, I don't even know what I call myself. I just call myself, I'm an America first guy. Whoever, I don't care who it is. You know, if you're peddling America first and you actually mean it, that's the guy I'm going to vote for. I don't give a fuck what party he is. You know, because what you got going on in Washington right now is just fucking theater. The whole thing is theater on both sides of the aisle. And they just don't want their power being interrupted. You know, so anyway, that's not even what I'm talking about. <laughs> This past week, if you guys you know have been living on the moon, Joe Biden, his lawyers, okay, his lawyers found classified documents in his fucking garage, okay, and found classified documents in the Penn Biden Center in in, in you know an office you know because he was a he's a professor at Penn as we all know, <laughs> okay, fucking guy can't even spell Joe Biden. He's a professor, all right. And they found documents there. Now, they have found five separate batches of documents, okay? And and some of them talk about his dealings with Ukraine and deal, his dealings with China, okay? Which is, which are, you know, it's, it's treasonous act number four now that he's committed. And here's the, here's the problem with that, Joe. You guys, when they raided, when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, what did they find? 
they found classified documents. And what did they do on the news? <gasps> Trump stole documents and he's a, he's a threat to this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, again, I'll go back to say this one more time. Has anybody actually physically fucking read the Constitution? In these news media outlets and all these other fucking people, these talking heads. They, they tried to make it like him taking those documents was a crime. Well, not so much. Because if you look and read the Constitution, the only person who actually has unilateral authority to declassify a document is the President of the United States. So those documents weren't stolen, quote unquote. He, he can do whatever the fuck he wants with them. Whenever the fuck I please. You know, and it was a whole big thing. Oh, you fucking FBI, right? But where's the FBI now that they found classified documents on Joe Biden? Because here's the thing, dick shit. You were the vice president when you took those documents. Damn. God damn it. Oh, now that's a fucking crime. Each, each document that you have is a felony. Not only is it a felony, it's a constitutional crime, which his, his rap sheet on constitutional crimes is as long as a fucking CVS receipt. You know, but now, you know, now you're in fucking hot water because here's the thing, like everything that they went to go get Trump for the two impeachments, they got, they got nothing. They went to Mar-a-Lago, they got nothing. You know, the FBI raids anybody who is a political enemy of the Democratic Party. You know, like Mike Lindell, the my, the my pillow guy, they 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 raided his house and took his fucking cell phone for what? Because he wants the American people to know the truth. You know, like why is the FBI not been all over Joe Biden at this point? Why? Because nothing's going to happen. Why? Because money trumps all, and he'll buy his way out of it just like it is. But there's, I mean, right here, it's right in your fucking face that this guy's a criminal. Now, if you didn't believe me before. You know, and now when they did raid Mar-a-Lago, let's just let's just go back and how I always say what a fucking piece of shit and how full of shit this fucking guy is. Let's go back to when they raided Mar-a-Lago and then they had Joe Biden on 60 Minutes and he had this gem to drop on you. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen how one anyone could be that irresponsible and i thought what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods by that i mean names of people who helped or etc and it's just uh, totally irresponsible oh, entirely irresponsible show me two documents how can be that irresponsible i just gotta go put my underwear on went out in the backyard picked some apples Walked across the wheat field and fell in the pool. I lost my car keys. Irresponsible. Every fucking thing that he says. And, and again, last week, what did I say? Oh, like for, for five years, Donald Trump's a racist. Donald Trump's a racist. Well, what did I play for you last week? Him dropping the N-bomb? All right. And then, if, uh, again, if you want to look, up, look it up, Jim Crow Joe, the racist history of Joe Biden. Type that in verbatim in, on YouTube and watch the 15-minute clip of him saying racial statement after racial statement after racial slur after racial slur. I don't have to say this again. But every time every time something like that happens with this fucking asshole, I'm going to point it out. Because this guy is a fucking criminal. He's a criminal. He's a crook. He always has been. He has been for 50 years. All right? And now, and now it, it, it's a crime where, like, you really don't have anywhere to go at this point. Hey, Joe. 
you know. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because, you know, if the Democrats want him gone, he will be gone. And the reason I say that is like, I think that they don't want him to run in 2024. As much as they can control him and they can get away with whatever they want while he's in office, it's gotten to the point where the American people, they're, they're starting to see what kind of fucking crook this guy is and how crooked he is and how, how big of a liar he is. You can't keep running that guy out there. You know, and I'm still, when he when he was running for president, I said he's not going to finish his first term. And I really don't, I still really don't think he is, especially with the Republicans in, in the House now. I think his days are numbered. But if nothing comes out of this, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> All right? I, something has to happen. Because you can't just steal documents that actually, pro- actually prove a treasonous act of things that you did with Ukraine and China let alone all the other crazy, crazy crimes that you've committed, constitutional crimes, civilian crimes, white-collar crimes, all the shit that you do, you need to be held accountable. And that's that. All right? Now, I just wanted to touch on some things I've been watching as of late. So I had to go in. I, I was watching Better Call Saul, which is the, I guess you can call it a prequel to Breaking Bad. And, you know, it's... I think I got about three seasons in, and for some reason or another, I don't know why, it wasn't because it wasn't good. It's a fucking fantastic show. I just stopped watching. Did you ever do that? Like, you just stopped watching a show for no reason. I did that with Ozark, too. You know, I thought Ozark was a great show, and I got to, like, midway through season three for some reason. I just I stopped watching it. I don't know why. So, anyway. I I was I finished Better Call Saul, which it, it still has one more season that it's got to do, you know, but... I watched like through season five and then I looked at him like now I got to watch Breaking Bad again because I had to start to connect the dots of what was going on now (laughs) I may have said this before a long time ago when I was talking about the Sopranos like I had only watched Breaking Bad one time and I was late to the party when I did I think I watched it in like 2015 or 2016 somewhere around there and I watched it once, and then, like, you know, you get to that point where it's like if you start talking about it with somebody seven years later, oh, remember when this happened? No, I, I do not I do not remember because it's like it's been so long, I fucking forget. I actually got to a point where I forgot how it, how it ended, you know? So I'm like, I, I have to watch it again for that reason, and then I want to see how we can connect the dots with Better Call Saul. And, you know, when you go through a show or a movie, like a second and a third and a fourth time, the people that you grew to hate the first time that you watched it you you hate them right away <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you fucking start watching it again right and i have come to the conclusion the only reason why i'm talking about this because i'm going to say i i would like to think that a majority of my listeners have watched that show if not more than once at least once you know and i gotta tell you i hated walter white's entire fucking family <laughs> like i wanted to kill each and every one of them okay we're going to start with the cunt <laughs> Well, there's two cunts, but a more direct, you know, immediate family cunt. His fucking wife. That fucking Skyler. I mean, oh, God. You know, because I remember the first time that I started watching that show, I didn't really start hating her until, like, the end of season one. You know, and for those of you who didn't watch it, I'm sure you even know the story that, you know, you know this guy's a, this guy's a chemistry teacher, and he, he gets, you know, uh, stage four lung cancer, you know, and he's going to die. So it's like, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, he was making 40K as a, as a school teacher. So he wanted to leave like a fortune to his family, which he couldn't do on a $40,000 salary. So being a chemist, he learned how to cook meth. And, you know, he, he ended up becoming like this big drug tycoon and made millions, millions. 
Okay. The only problem with that was his entire family hated him for doing that. And she, it was like, I would never understand. I'd be like, look, dude, if, if, if I was the wife, all right, my husband was doing that, like to, to ensure that we're going to be set up for the rest of our lives and our children's grandchildren, it's grandchildren's grandchildren. Go ahead. Knock yourself out, dude. You know, sell as much or cook as much meth as you want. Kill people. I don't give a shit. Just give me that bread. <laughs> But she, oh my God, every fucking thing they did, like they made him out to be such a bigger, you know, monster than he actually was. He wasn't a monster, you know. He was, <laughs> he was, he was a stage four cancer. You don't get much weaker than that, you know. But they're making him out like he's fucking Pablo Escobar, you know, which I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it in the least, right? And then the fucking son. Oh my God, that kid, that fucking kid. The thing that pissed me off the most about him was it was like, you know, when he found out, you know, when he found out that that Walter was a drug dealer, he completely fucking turned on him. And it was like, where did you think he bought you that 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 Dodge Challenger, or that Dodge Charger, or whatever the fuck he just bought you one on a random Tuesday afternoon? Where do you think that money came from? And then, you know, like, like, I'll never forget the scene when Skylar was like thinking that, thinking that she, she, she pulled a knife on him and sliced his hand wide open. And she was saying that he was trying to kill them. He was going to kill them. He was going to kill his family. Really? And then, and then the fucking kid calls the fucking cunt. My dad, my dad, he, he killed somebody. He's a drug dealer. Can you arrest him? I'm going to hell for that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, dude, I wanted to punch him in his face. And then the fucking the DEA guy, Hank, which was, you know, which was Skyler's sister's husband. So they were like in-laws. I mean, they, I'll tell you what, they casted him fucking perfectly because he's one of those guys. Like, you ever see how like, how like cops and like firefighters and things like that, the way they joke around with each other. It's just like, it's, it's, it's very, I don't know. It's very, what do you call it? Fraternal, you know? And just the way that he was, like, he was the ultimate cop. Like, if you look up cop personality in a dictionary, it's fucking Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad. He was just a jerk-off. Like, the dude was a complete fucking idiot, right? And then the biggest one of the, the whole entire show, my like the, I, my most, my least liked, or should I say most hated character in that fucking show was his wife, Hank Schrader's wife, the fucking bitch Marie. Your cunt. Oh my god, like you know, like because she see that's the thing when you're casting somebody and you got to get a cunt, they got to have the cunt face. And boy, did she have the cunt face! Oh my god, you know. But the reason I, I bring this up is because there are some great characters in that show, too. And I think my favorite my favorite guy was was Mike Ehrman Trout, but you know, by far, he was just such a cool, like laid back old dude, you know, and he didn't take any. shit you know, you know, never saw Goodman himself, who was a fucking, he was, I mean, when you talk about like a ambulance chasing scumbag strip mall lawyer, <laughs> he fit the role. Bob Odenkirk couldn't, they couldn't have casted him any better. And I also, I really enjoyed Gus Fring's character too, because he's, he was a very silent, like, you know, he was a silent assassin and, and, you know, he, he fronted the whole thing. Great. But it's the reason why I brought this whole thing up because after after Breaking Bad, I watched that show Kaleidoscope on Netflix, and he and he was in it, and he was fucking. I never realized how how great of an actor that guy really was. Is you know he was bugging out and, and do the right thing, right? 
and then you know Gus Fring, and then this Kaleidoscope. I, I recommend you watch Kaleidoscope. It's a very good show. It's only about seven episodes, but you can actually watch the show in any order of episodes, and it'll it, you'll, it'll come out the same. Like it's it's a really really cool concept. It's a really cool show, and he is just a fantastic actor. That guy. And me and my buddy Tony were talking about him the other night, and I'm like, he, this dude had to have done Broadway because he hasn't been in many like you know roles big roles in like movies and shit so usually guys who can act like that will do it like on broadway and in theater and shit and he is he's a big time like theater actor guy but man man how fucking good was he if you haven't watched breaking bad what the fuck are you waiting for pause this, stop this podcast right now and turn it on and watch the whole fucking thing all right because it's a great show and with that that is all i got for you guys this week and good to be with you guys as always i'm sitting here watching playoff football you know, usually, like like I said before, I started doing this podcast. It was like, don't even call or text me. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching playoff football. But you know, I, I don't know, man. Like this 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 podcast does trump that for sure. Now, of course, I don't know when the Eagles are going to play next Saturday or next Sunday, but I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out because, like I said, it's the quest of fifty two. God damn it! All right. Need to get a hold of me, Christian at the CRodPodcast.net. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for you know sharing as you do and interacting with me as you do. It's it's a pleasure for me to do this for you every single week. And hopefully you guys get a lot of laughs and maybe get educated on what a scumbag the President of the United States is. (laughs) And corruption and whatnot and all that other fun shit. You know. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Be your fucking kids. Take care. Ha <laughs> ha!